Hey, this is Noah Levine, founder of Against the Stream, Refuge Recovery, and Dharma Punks. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast. I hope you're enjoying the Dharma. Together, may we create a positive change on this planet. If you feel moved to leave a donation, there's a link in the show notes. May our paths cross soon. Welcome, everyone, to the regular Monday night class at Against the Stream. If you're here for the first time, welcome. We'll have a experience of meditation, some teachings, some discussion. Uh, welcome back to everyone else that's regulars or returning to the Sangha community. I'm in a process um, on Mondays, as most of you are aware, of uh, going through my book, The Heart of the Revolution. And um, we're on the chapter about forgiveness. So we'll talk about and practice forgiveness meditation tonight. Say a few things about forgiveness before we do the meditation, um, just to give you some context for what we're about to do. There's a couple places in the um, teachings of the Buddha where he speaks about the importance of forgiveness. Uh, and primarily this comes in the, um, what is referred to as the Metta Sutta, the uh, teaching on loving kindness, um, where he talks about how to develop kindness towards ourselves, towards all living beings, and to uh, practice loving kindness as a meditation, which will come in the next, uh, might even be our next topic in the book. But in the Metta Sutta, there's a few phrases where he says, um, the, the, the sentence is, uh, to not deceive another, to, to practice honesty, that that's one of our principles, one of our practices, our precepts, it says um, to, not despise, to not deceive another or despise any being in any state. That if we want to be free from suffering, if we want to have the highest form of, of freedom, of well-being, that we have to let go of our spite, our, our resentment. And he goes on here to say, um, let none through anger or ill will wish harm upon another. And so these are two very clear, the way that I perceive them, very clear encouragements towards the importance of forgiveness. And that when we can get to this place of uh, not having ill will, wishing harm, despising, um, that we can radiate uh, a boundless heart um, of um, radiating kindness over the entire world, uh, rather than just being kind to the people we like, uh, being kind to ourselves, being kind to the unknown masses, the confused masses, uh, as well as our enemies. And the final statement here in the Metta Sutta is 
by doing this practice of loving kindness, of freeing the heart, of doing forgiveness, uh, one will be freed from hatred and ill will. And so when we think about and I, I invite you before we meditate to reflect on uh, how much of the suffering in your life, the unhappiness, the stress, the, uh, the difficulties, that extra layer of difficulties has been around resentment, has been around uh, painful experiences that we've had that we're holding on to, people that have hurt us that we are angry at, that we are wishing harm upon. Um, how much room do those resentments take up in, your, in our minds, uh, in our hearts? And then, uh, you know, when we talk about forgiveness and freedom from ill will, uh, there's uh, three categories. Uh, uh, one is, you know, the people that we uh, hate, that we're angry at, that we resent, that we have ill will towards, we do spies, judge. Um, and then uh, another is um, ourselves. How much do we judge, despise, hate, uh, criticize ourselves? How... Uh, you know, including the feelings of unworthiness, the, the feelings of uh, low self-esteem, uh, worthlessness, and all of the suffering that we experience when we don't meet ourselves with wisdom, with kindness, with compassion. Uh, and then the, the third, the, the last category, and these can be in any order, but... Um, is how much of our suffering, how much of our, our lack of freedom is around uh, guilt, shame for the harm that we've caused to others, the feelings of um, not uh, having made amends, not having uh, asked for forgiveness, not having uh, taken full responsibility for those ways that we have been uh, unkind, unskillful, unwise in our actions or our speech or our behavior in some way or another. My sense is that all of the encouragement towards forgiveness is um, for our own freedom. That if we truly want to be happy for lack of a better word, if we truly want to be free from suffering, at ease, content, um, at peace with our life, at peace with the world, then forgiveness is not a, um, a luxury, but it's a necessity. Uh, and, and I think that part of the painful reality is, is that we're born into a mind into a body, into a survival instinct that uh, isn't very good at forgiveness. 
that and you you know you know the setup here in the first couple of chapters of the book of, of Heart of the Revolution are all about this setup that we're just born with this instinctual drive towards pleasure and away from pain. And it's so incredibly natural. The reason why the Buddha is pointing this out is it's like, it's just normal to hate. It's just normal to have resentment. It's just normal. When somebody hurts you, the mind all by itself, without your permission, <laughs> your mind will hold on to it and, and remind you. I think that's actually the definition of resentment on some level is the mind saying, hey, remember those fuckers? <laughs> remember how they hurt you? Remember what happened? Remember how painful that was? And then just the way in which the mind loves to bring that old shit up and say, you know what? You should remember that and you should get mad all over again. You should resent. <laughs> you should re-despise. You should re-play this. And I think the mind does it in some confused attempt to protect us from further harm, from further pain. But what, it, what is the actual experience of, of resentment is actually you should re-suffer at this. Every time, you know, you should bring it up. And not only was it painful back then, let's keep suffering about it. Let's, let's play it over and over and keep harming ourselves at the people who harmed us in the past or at ourselves or uh, at our, uh, you know, let's keep harming ourselves about the ways that we've been unskillful in the past. Hope that makes sense. So forgiveness becomes the practice, the tool, the uh, method to free ourselves from suffering about what we've already suffered about, what we've already experienced. And to learn to meet our pain as the last couple of weeks we were talking about mercy. Forgiveness is an act of mercy. Of we, last week we talked about compassion. Forgiveness is the experience of compassionately letting go of resentment towards ourselves or others. It's an act of compassion to forgive. but it's fucking hard uh, and the mind doesn't do it very well. Uh, if you've noticed that um, it's counter, you know, this whole against the stream that we're going against greed, we're going against hatred, we're going against self-centeredness. This is the Buddha's teaching. It's this re rebellious uh, action. Forgiveness is a, a, an action that goes against our natural tendencies to cling. And, we, and it's not a decision that we can make where we just say, okay, I forgive you. Like our language is so uh, finite, so definitive. How many times have you told somebody that you forgive them or told yourself you forgive yourself or told or asked for forgiveness, made amends and said, please forgive me as though that statement was going to somehow wipe away your mind's tendency to be like, no, fuck you. <laughs> yes, I asked for forgiveness, but now I'm pissed again, or now I feel ashamed again, or yeah, I forgave myself yesterday, but today I'm pissed at myself again. 
uh, and the forgiveness that we did yesterday, last year, isn't necessarily present today. It's not this permanent experience, but forgiveness actually, and we do it in the meditation, like everything, I mean, you know, insight 101, all things are impermanent, <laughs> including forgiveness. It's a real experience when you have that experience of letting go and you get that momentary freedom from the suffering of clinging to pain, to anger, to fear. But we can only do it for a moment, you let go. But you don't necessarily stay non-attached or forgiving or so often there's that tendency of the mind to just pick it up again. And you know, sometimes it's like, it's putting it down picking it up, putting it down, picking it up. I woke up this morning, um, I was dreaming about, dreaming about some old friends that I uh, feel very wounded by and have some big resentments towards. And, um, I was dreaming about them and then I woke up and sort of was like, oh, that was just, I was just dreaming about my old friend and, and my mind right away kind of clicked into this, fuck that guy. <laughs> right away, my mind was just like, I, I can't, like, how could he have and what they did? And my mind just went, wanted to go right into resentment. And then, you know, be, pretty quickly I caught it. And I just saw, oh, okay, I know, I know this one. I've had this thought 10,000 times. I see the suffering. I know where this story takes me into, you know, unhappiness and suffering. And so I was right away just in bed. I didn't get up and get into my meditation posture. Just right there, just started to do forgiveness. Just, you know, saying, hey, I, I forgive you as much as I can in this moment. And, uh, and then I turned towards my own mind and I did that for a little bit. And, and then I turned towards my own mind and I said, <laughs> I didn't say, hey, mind, <laughs> but just towards my own mind. I said, I forgive you for, you know, playing these old state tapes and, and doing this old for, you know. And because I've been doing this forgiveness meditation for a little over 30 years, it's become my habit. It has not stopped my mind <laughs> from giving me bad advice, from getting pissed off, from replaying painful scenarios. My mind still does that. But right there is the practice. And it comes in pretty quickly most of the time. Sometimes, to be honest, sometimes I get hooked into it and I'll spend some time, you know, what is, what's the word like, you know, just... Um, you know, I'll just spend some time in the, in the resentment and the revenge fantasies and the, <laughs> I'm going to do this. And if they say that, I'm going to you know how the mind is. But most of the time, I was just like, oh, this is not worth feeding. And it's the forgiveness meditation that has taught me how to do that. And... Um, It's an ongoing, in my experience, it's an ongoing practice. Now, some resentments go away. You know, I want I say it is impermanent. 
but my experience has been there's a category of old resentments that I just don't have much energy anymore. The forgiveness, the compassion, some of them just, they don't re-arise very, you know, very often. And there's a whole bunch that just feel sort of gone. Uh, there's some closure. And then there's another category uh, where just the mind loves to say like, hey, remember that? <laughs> remember that? You want, hey, here, hey, want to suffer? It's like uh, Mara, uh, that part of the, the mind that says, hey, you want to suffer? Let's think about this shit that you could really just like laying in bed right here. You could just be in misery all of a sudden <laughs> uh, if you want to take the bait. And forgiveness is the antidote to that kind of suffering, that kind of resentment suffering. Before we do the meditation, a couple more things. Um, it was so important for me uh, because when I started meditation, I thought, oh, forgiveness, that sounds impossible. And not only impossible, but kind of like uh, unsafe and uh, undesirable. And, and also, um, you know, they, didn't they don't deserve forgiveness or I don't deserve forgiveness, so all of the shit I've done or... Um... And then my, my teachers uh, said, hey, try separating what happened, that painful experience, the action that caused you harm or the action that you did that caused someone else harm. Try to separate that from the actor. Try, try your best to um, see like, okay, there's what happened and there's who did it rather than this way that we say, uh, we keep in our mind, like even what my mind was doing this morning, which was really focusing on the person and this um, fixed view of they are like this. Even though like this resentment was from about, you know, it's like two years old, it's, you know, shit that went down a couple years ago now. But still my mind was like, they, and that move to go, um, well, it's been a couple of years, that person probably has changed some, you know, that, that was an action that took place, an impermanent action that caused a lot of harm to me, uh, to others. Uh, but it was, it was a couple of years ago and separating the actor from the action and then just having forgiveness for the person and, and not focusing so much on what happened, but just the ouch, the pain, uh, the, the sadness, the grief underneath the pain. And that, that for me makes forgiveness possible, separating what happened from who it did and then focusing on forgiving the person, not the action, the actor, not what happened. So I hope that makes some sense. Reflect on that, contemplate when you're thinking about forgiveness uh, and that tendency that our mind has and I, our culture or maybe the whole world has to, to to label people in a fixed view, the way that like, um, you know, um, say something really terrible like murder. And then you're a murderer, that's your, now your identity, you killed somebody, right? And if it was, um, you know, it's, you know, killing is such a strange thing, right? Because if you're a, in, 
in a, a war and you kill somebody, you're not a murderer, you're a you know, warrior if it was justified kill or whatever. Uh, if you're a cop and you kill somebody, you're not considered a murderer, you're just a cop. <laughs> um, uh, but this idea, like if you kill somebody out of, you know, hatred and you're then um, uh, convicted of, of it as a crime, a crime of, of killing somebody, uh, you're a murderer and that that's sort of this identity. And so forgiveness is saying like, oh yeah, maybe e even murder, uh, even somebody who did that confused act we could meet that person's pain, their confusion with compassion and with forgiveness. Not condoning murder, not condoning any unskillful act, separating them and, and, and having forgiveness rather than holding on to that judgment and, and resentment. The other piece that I have found so um, necessary and helpful in my own practice, especially uh, when it comes to self-forgiveness. When I started doing self-forgiveness practice, uh, I didn't feel worthy of forgiveness. And I didn't feel like I could touch my own adult pain with much mercy or much compassion. And so I would say the forgiveness phrases, but not mean them and not feel them. And there's something to just following through and just doing the meditation practice, even if you don't mean it yet. But one of the suggestions that I had was uh, to think of myself as a child. And um, I actually got a photograph of myself as a child and I put it on my meditation altar, the space where I sit in meditation. And I looked at that little like two-year-old and started to send uh, forgiveness and compassion to reflect on the pain that that child would go through that would lead to, um, you know, all of the difficulties that I would then create for myself out of my pain and my adolescence and becoming an addict. And, um, and I started to send forgiveness to that child. And so I, I suggest that I encourage it not in a super cheesy inner child, you know, Tony Robbins on a huge tricycle, none of that bullshit, but just the kind of thinking of yourself as a kid. Just, you know, do if you can get a little bit more empathy for your own pain and where it all started and that sense of like, we were all innocent, you know, kind of born into this uh, environment that we were born into and and then encounter the pain that we encountered that led to the feelings of unworthiness and the anger and the fear and the uh, suffering that we'd experience. I feel like there's so much more to say. I don't know how many people have read this chapter. I was rereading it a bit today, looking at it. Um, I'm wearing my uh, Rebel Saints t-shirt 
from the Seattle Meditation Center. Meditation is for haters. And uh, you know, it's a kind of a controversial statement. What do you think? Meditation is for haters. Um, I like it <laughs> because we're all haters. The mind hates all by itself. You know, greed, hatred, delusion are the norm for human beings. And I know there's all of this positive, 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 and, you know, pretend like you don't hate. <laughs> but the reality is the mind hates all by itself. And especially when we have some extra pain, some extra wounds, it just, just does that. So the way that I, uh, you know, take this statement from, uh, you know, Rachel and Joseph up in Seattle, Rebel Saints is, is that, you know, we, you know, meditation is extra necessary for those of us who have the humility to be honest about how we suffer around hatred. Meditation is for those who want to be free from hatred and have the willingness to say, yep, I'm a hater. Just as the Buddha describes in the loving kindness, if you want to be free from hatred, if you want to be free from ill will, if you want to be free from despising any being, any being, including your enemies, then train the heart to forgive, train the heart to love, train the heart and mind in this subversive action of compassion. So meditation is for haters. There's this uh, section, I'll, I, I just was looking at it today and I like it. I talk about um, my suffering of my early life. And then I, I say, I discovered early on that drugs took the edge off of my feelings of despair and loneliness. Suppressing my pain the only ways I knew how. I began acting out, lighting fires, stealing, lying, and even becoming violent. I began to hate. I hated adults. I hated teachers. I hated cops. I hated hippies. I hated my siblings. I hated Carter. I hated Reagan. I hated Bush, both of them. I hated people with money. I hated happy people. I hated depressed people. I hated the world. And eventually I found an outlet for my hatred in the punk scene. Reveling in all that hatred, I acted out even more. I fought, I stole, I lied, I got high, I got drunk. I got in lots of trouble. I smoked PCP. I ate lots of acid. I got strung out on crack. I shot heroin. Through all of this, I hated myself and who I had become. And I was 17 years old. And then I talk about being 17 and sitting in jail and starting to meditate with all of my, that hatred in my head and my mind and the relief of mindfulness of the breath that didn't do anything to really get rid of the hatred, but gave that momentary freedom from being identified with it. And then learning the loving kindness, learning the forgiveness meditation and starting to turn towards all of that confusion, that list of confusion and tending to the 
pain that was fueling the hatred, removing the drugs and alcohol, removing the defensive uh, posture and turning towards the underlining, uh, underlying wounds, the underlying suffering that was destroying my life and just making me more and more miserable. Turning towards my own mind and this forgiveness technique was key. And I did it every day. And for the first couple of years, I didn't feel it. I didn't mean it, but I was desperate <laughs> uh, and compulsive. <laughs> I'm gonna do this shit over and over till it works. And that after some months and years, starting to mean it, starting to feel it, starting to feel the internal environment, the hatred lessening and kindness increasing and compassion rising. And about 10 years in, for the first time in my life, having a moment, you know, with, you know, with a couple of years and five years in, I'm starting to get some real relief. My mind, when I started to forgive other people and make amends and do all of that stuff, my mind just made three categories. My mind was like, there's all of these unforgivable people on this planet. <laughs> some of them directly, you know, in my life, a lot of them just sort of, you know, my projected ideas of the monsters in the world, the evil. And then there was a list of the people who I wanted to forgive, who I had some empathy, some compassion. I, start, I cared about, I wanted to forgive friends and family. And then the, there was the list of like, I'm not, I'm not ready yet. And so there was the like, yes, I wanna forgive these people. They're like, maybe. And then the no fucking way. And that over the years of doing the forgiveness of just working on the like, yeah, I wanna forgive these people. I wanna forgive myself. I wanna forgive that two-year-old. I wanna forgive the five-year-old that's suicidal, the 15-year-old that's smoking crack. The, I wanna forgive those parts of myself. And over the years, the parts of myself and the lists starting to, oh yeah, I, I forgive you and I mean it in this moment. And then the maybes becoming, yes, I forgive you and I mean it in this moment and please forgive me and I mean it in this moment. And then the, the nevers becoming maybes and the nevers becoming, I forgive you and I mean it in this moment. And it took about 10 years for me. About 10 years of doing the practice regularly and incorporating it and training my mind to be able to really access enough compassion, enough wisdom to separate the actors from the actions and to genuinely feel some forgiveness. But as I said earlier, it wasn't forever. <laughs> That was just the first time in my life that I finally forgave my 
stepdad or my, you know, or those fucking Reagan or, you know, whoever, Trump, whoever, you know, whoever you hate, you know. Uh, my father talked about, you know, trying to forgive Hitler and what a crazy process that was and separating that confused, suffering, ignorant human from what they had done, the actions, the unforgivable actions. Um, and that it's possible. You can forgive everyone if you want to be free. And this is the Buddha's teaching. And, and he's not just saying you can. He's like, if you want to be free, you got to. Hatred in your heart and happiness cannot truly coexist if you want the full shebang. <laughs> if you want total happiness, real liberation, then we have to forgive everyone, you know, totally ourselves. Without that meaning condoning, without that meaning not having good boundaries with, you know, forgiveness is not reconciliation. It doesn't mean you have to be homies. It means have a really good fucking boundary, but not hatred. Not suffering at each other anymore. All right, I'm going off. Please forgive me. Let's meditate. Stretch for a moment if you need to, and then find a way to sit that's comfortable at least to begin with. Allowing your eyes to be closed, take a moment to release any tension, soften the forehead, the eyes, the jaw, shoulders, heart center, belly. Reflecting on the importance of forgiveness. Begin by asking for forgiveness, reflecting with humility, with honesty, with understanding that we're fully responsible for all of our intentional actions. Reflecting on some of the ways that we have been unskillful, that we've caused harm, that we've allowed our pain, our fear, our cravings to cause harm to others. Reflecting on all of the ways that we regret having been unskillful and understanding that from a Buddhist perspective, regretting is a healthy attitude. 
when we've caused harm, regretting having caused harm is wise, is skillful. And bringing to mind somebody, some situation that you were unskillful and don't, don't start with the worst thing that you've ever did. Start with somebody that you care about, that you know cares about you, that you've been unskillful at times with, maybe dishonest or afraid, impatient or intolerant. Bring somebody to mind and ask their forgiveness, this humble request. Please forgive me for any of the ways that I've caused you harm. Just saying that in your own heart and mind. Whether it's through my words or my actions. I know that I'm responsible for my actions. And I ask your forgiveness. You can keep it quite simple if you don't know or remember all those phrases. The heart of it is asking for forgiveness. Please forgive me for having caused you harm. Incorporate some mindfulness here in between phrases. Just check in with your heart, your belly. Release tension in the jaw. It may even be appropriate to feel some sadness. Some empathy for the cause, the harm that we have caused. Some compassion. Please forgive me for hurting you whether it was intentional or unintentional. I ask your forgiveness.
If it feels somewhat complete or enough for now, bring someone else to mind. Perhaps there's a long list, a long line of things that you regret, of ways that you've been unskillful, caused harm to others. Not wallowing in shame, but just a healthy sense of responsibility, wanting to take responsibility and ask for forgiveness. We have the karma of our actions already. It helps the heart, helps the mind to acknowledge it. To ask for forgiveness and when appropriate to actually make amends in person, to write the letter, send the email, make the appointment. Please forgive me. Letting go of this first category of asking for forgiveness and just returning to your posture. Feel your body sitting. Breathe into your heart with compassion. Soften your belly. You find yourself in thoughts, justifications. Just return to the present here. Body breathing, sitting. And then turning towards the category of offering forgiveness to those who have harmed you, you felt offended by, injured, wounded, you felt resentful angry at, critical, everywhere from annoyed to hateful. See who comes to mind. Maybe you have the lists like me. I'll never forgive them. Maybe. Just start with the list of the people that you're willing to forgive. Don't force, don't go to the hardest. Train your mind and heart to forgive by working with the manageable resentments, the smaller ones first. 
Work your way up. See who shows up, a friend. It annoys you sometimes, colleague, someone from the Sangha. And again, sending them forgiveness. I forgive you as much as I can in this moment for annoying the shit out of me, offending me. Whatever it is, in whatever way that you have felt. Harmed, inconvenienced, annoyed. I forgive you as much as I can in this moment. I understand that you are responsible for your actions. And to free myself from the suffering of holding on to it, of resenting, I relinquish, I let go. I forgive as much as I can in this moment. Just as we have at times been confused, allowed our pain, our confusion to spill out into others, it's the same with those who have hurt us. Sending forgiveness to the actor, not the action. With the intention to meet their pain with empathy with compassion. With the understanding that they are fully responsible for their own actions, their karma. We forgive to free ourselves from suffering. I forgive you as much as I can in this moment. whether it was intentional or unintentional, through your words, your actions, 
I understand that you're responsible for your actions and I offer you forgiveness. See who else is waiting. Sometimes I'll even imagine a whole group of people that I know I've harmed, or that I know I'm resentful at rather. Send forgiveness to the whole group. the whole family, the whole organization, whatever it is. And the humility to acknowledge that perhaps the forgiveness isn't perfect, perhaps we don't even really mean it yet, but just over and over saying, as much as I can in this moment, I forgive you as much as I can right now. And see how it feels in the heart, in the belly, in the mind.
letting go of offering for now, coming back, breath, body, present here. And turning towards yourself, your own mind. All of the ways that we have put ourselves out of our own heart, the lack of forgiveness, the lack of friendliness, kindness or compassion that we show our own minds or bodies, emotions. Begin sending yourself forgiveness, either in your current state, your adult presence, or if it feels quite difficult, quite resistant to your own forgiveness, think of yourself as a child. Experiment with that, see how that works. So think of yourself as a kid. with compassion for the pain, the difficulties that you would face, the perhaps neglect or abuse. Saying to ourselves, from ourselves, I forgive you. For all of the ways that we harm ourselves, the judgmental, critical, the comparing. Ways that we believe the thoughts about not being enough or being too much. Saying to ourselves, I forgive you for all of the harm, whether it's intentional or unintentional, the harmful thoughts, the harmful words, the harmful actions. I know that I am responsible for my own actions. I have my karma. And I forgive myself as much as I can in this moment. Finding that balance between saying, I forgive you to yourself or saying, I forgive myself, I forgive me.
experiment with using your own first name in the self-forgiveness. Say your name in your own heart and mind, and I forgive you. For the harm, whether it's intentional or unintentional, for these, this mind that we take so personally, that we believe, the judgments, the fears, the confusion. I forgive you for that confused parts of your mind. It's okay if this, there's a lot of resistance. It's okay if you don't mean it. It's okay if it's easy, if you do mean it, if you feel it, wherever you're at, accept yourself just where you are in this process of forgiveness. It's a journey. Some will be like me, where it will be slow and gradual over the years. Some will take to it much more quickly. And when you're ready, letting go of the self-forgiveness and just coming back to present time, non-judgmental acceptance, kindness of this mind, this heart, this life. Trying to do this radical act of forgiveness and compassion in this mind that's just not wired for this level of self-forgiveness, we're trying to do something incredibly subversive. 
So be patient and tolerant with yourself while persevering, while continuing, however long it takes. When you're ready, allowing your eyes to be open. I'm sure there's some things I didn't um, fully get to in the intro and a couple of things I want to reiterate. Um, people don't have to earn your forgiveness. You're not doing it for them. You're doing it for yourself. And that's a pretty common idea that uh, common delusion that uh, we want to wait for people to change before we forgive them. Um, and we're not doing it for them. And why, why postpone your freedom for other people's uh, behavior? Um, forgiveness does not mean uh, reconciliation. It doesn't mean um, you know, just sometimes we feel like, well, I have to stay angry. I have to keep the resentment because it protects me. It doesn't actually protect us. We can have good boundaries out of compassion. <laughs> not, not, you don't have to have hatred to have good uh, boundaries with people. And, you know, that it's an ongoing practice. Um, in the, against the stream, I quote this guy, Henry Nowen, who says, uh, forgiveness is the language of love spoken among, amongst uh, those who love poorly. And that the hard truth is, is that we all love poorly. And forgiveness becomes a ongoing necessity. Something that we have to do every day, every hour, unceasingly, this releasing over and over and forgiving over and over um, resonates with me. It's been my experience, ongoing process. So what are your thoughts, questions, comments, concerns? Like, how does it land? 
What do you think? Is it clear? Are you doing it? You know, and um, I feel like in Against the Stream, I circled back to uh, refuge. Uh, in, in Against the Stream in these classes, I circle back to forgiveness pretty regularly. Uh, when I created Refuge Recovery, the Buddhist recovery process, um, I put it in. I just said, do forgiveness every other day. If you're coming to meditation as, you know, to recover from addiction, do forgiveness every other day. Continue doing forgiveness until you don't have any resentments, which just means keep doing it. <laughs> keep it on heavy rotation. Um, and I, you know, I, I feel like I, I don't, uh, in against the stream, kind of push it as much. We do so much mindfulness. We do so much loving kindness, but forgiveness is just so key. You know, I, I it's in the, in the heart of the revolution, it's intentional that the chapter on, uh, forgiveness comes before loving kindness, because in some ways, I think it's a prerequisite. You know, as I read in the Metta Sutta, this, the Buddha said, before we can have this radiating heart of loving kindness, we have to free ourselves from ill will, from hatred, and from despising any being in any state. And this is the tool, is the technique, is the mind-heart training that will free us, that gives us that, builds that skill of, of forgiveness. Rachel has just posted the... Um, link to buying the book. Uh, so if you don't have it, get it, read this chapter, the guided meditations there. What questions do you have? If you wanna raise a, uh, answer, answer, ask a question, um, raise your hand. There's a little hand icon either on your box or in the, on the bottom of your screen, I believe. Looks like there's a couple in the chat, let me say. Um, someone's asking me, um, what do I mean when I say that forgiveness is subversive? Um, you know, mostly I just mean that like anger, like I said it earlier, like anger and is so natural, is so normal, it's so sort of easy. And uh, to it's the it's the dominant uh, response. It's just your, your mind hates all by itself. You're just born with that. Like you see little babies <laughs> hating pain, resenting, you know, cry, that's why they're crying, right? It's just in us. We're born into it. Uh, as a child, you don't, you're not born with this, like, I think I'll just forgive and have compassion. <laughs> and it's something we have to learn to subvert the reactive tendency towards pain and to learn this compassionate response. So in that way, it's subversive. So I'll take some questions. Um, let's see who was first. I think Dylan was first. Go ahead, unmute yourself. Uh, firstly, thank you for the meditation and for the Dharma talk, I appreciate it. And um, I'm just wondering, once you have forgiveness established, not for the whole world, but say for just a single individual, and you have an ongoing relationship with that person that you don't want to give up, but they say have some anger issues and that keeps coming up for them and it's directed at you. I'm wondering in terms of skillful means, if 
constantly forgiving that person, offering them forgiveness verbally is the most skillful action. Or if there is another way to go about doing that, because eventually it seems to just lose its meaning if you keep doing it so often. Right. And are they just clarification, Dylan, are they um, taking responsibility and asking for forgiveness or are they feeling justified in their ongoing unskillful expression of anger? Well, see, they go back and forth between the two, even in the in span of a single conversation, they'll be asking for forgiveness. And, you know, sometimes I'll let it go. And, but then, or say like, you know, I'll let it go. But then if I, the more I prod, the more it will go back around and the anger will come up. Like I'm trying to show them like, listen, you have this problem, but it doesn't seem like they'll ever admit to it. And I'm trying to get them to admit to it, but maybe that that's just me coming across as hostile. I'm not exactly sure how to get through to that person in a way that allows them to see their own anger, yet not, I suppose, come across as hostile. And perhaps that's just my failing, uh, but I'm wondering, so, so I guess that's why I'm asking why I, how I could do that in a better way without just saying like, I forgive you and let's just move on, you know, like that. I feel like I don't have um, any really great advice for you around this. Um, more just like honoring your, your intention, which is like, and, and really looking at like, what is my intention here? I, I'm trying to be helpful. I'm trying to be compassionate and forgiving. Um, I, but I'm also questioning, like, is there any way that I'm enabling this bad behavior or I'm, you know, kind of not being as skillful as I, you know, so I don't feel like I have like a big uh, solution for you as much as just like, I think you're asking the right question and you're looking at it in that kind of like, okay, I want to be forgiving. I want to be compassionate. But I also want to really like help this person see it so that they can get free from it. My intention is um, it's so difficult when it's, uh, you know, again, it's that like, how much do they want to? And I heard you saying like, like maybe they don't totally want to. And, um, you know, so when it's unsolicited or if they're not really asking for help, but you're trying to uh, sort of do an right because that willingness to change to see it to wake up you know has to come from ourselves right that um but I, I i like that you're trying and i like that you're just asking the question and uh and i just have some sense that you're just you know you'll have to find your way with it yeah i appreciate and yeah i guess i just wanted a sounding board from someone who has experience with meditation and that and um I'm thinking maybe if I were to be a little less verbose that my own emotion negative in some cases wouldn't come across so much, just table the conversation for later, maybe. Uh, that was something that just came up as you were speaking to me. So thank you. Welcome, nice to see you. Ryan. Hey Noah, so struggling with um, you know the forgiveness meditation, I feel like this like subconscious judge and jury constantly comes up for me. And then I start intellectualizing, oh, okay, that, you know, it's just how they are and, you know, whatever, they didn't mean to do it. 
And then when it comes to myself and, you know, that inward reflection, it's just, it's, it's hard. It, and I'm really just searching for like that essence of forgiveness. And like when you gave the instruction to maybe just try it and, you know, as much, you know, as much as I can, as much as I can forgive you right now, as much as I can feel it right now. And I'm wondering, you know, does that really work where I can really get to this essence of forgiveness and feel it? Or am I just going to be emptily, like, is it, you know, you really get there eventually? Uh, my experience was that, yes, you, I really got there eventually and that you will really get there eventually. Um, and that you just, I, I empathize totally with that feeling of like, is this shit gonna work? It's I'm not, not so feeling. sure. That I'm uh, to. It's just like that real feeling coming. I yeah. want it. Yeah. Um, well, if if you want it, and I like you know, take it on as an experiment. Just fifteen minutes a day. It sounded like it was self forgiveness mostly that you were. Yeah. Thinking about. So yeah. even just like for the next year, give yourself. 15 minutes a day on the cushion of just saying to yourself over and over, I forgive you and experiment with like doing a forgiveness altar, you know, put a picture of yourself as a kid, as a teenager, all of the different, you know, some of the difficult times, some of the joyous times, a kind of altar to yourself that you're going to develop forgiveness towards yourself and um, see what happens. Do it for a whole year and see, is it shifting? Uh, for sure it will if you put the time in and then that second year and then that third year. And you know, if you do this regularly for the next five or 10 years, uh, I guarantee that, you know, not that my guarantee means shit, but uh, that you will actually start to feel it and mean it. You'll create neuropathways and heart experience of self-forgiveness. And it might take months and years to really feel it. Okay, right on, thanks. You're welcome. Uh, is it Key or Kai? It's K. Like K, sorry, neither. That's all good, it's all good. You'll know the next time. <laughs> um, okay, so part of what you were just telling Ryan is kind of along the same lines. Like I'm in a position where, <clears throat> I, I, you know, I am trying, I want so much to, forgive this person for the actions that I feel caused me harm, right? And so I'm, I'm, <clears throat> I'm suffering, creating my own suffering over the, the, you know, the, the replaying of the harm they caused. I don't wanna do it. And, but I am not at the point of forgiveness. What am I, <laughs> there's this gap. There's this gap that I don't know how to fill. Uh, I don't wanna fill it with suffering anymore. I wanna fill it with anger, although the anger is helping me separate, right? Um, and I'm, I'm far away from, from forgiveness right now, like compassionate, forget, I love the person, but I'm far away from compassionate forgiveness. And, um, and I find myself sitting in this, you know, this suffering that's not benefiting me. I mean, I, I wish to God, I could be like, let it go. You know, it's just that I have such big feelings for this person. I can let shit that people do to me on this, you know, like the dude who, who cuts in front of me, I can let that go, right? I can get angry and blow that off. But this is different. I have bigger feelings. There's more of a connection. 
Um, and I'm, I'm having trouble filling the time <laughs> until I get. So what happens, um, did you send them forgiveness tonight, even though you didn't really want to? Yeah, didn't want to. Yeah. I, I, yeah. And what happened? Nothing. I, there's like nothing feeling like I'm trying and I'm saying it. I'm going through the motions. Okay. So what, what if you just go through the motions? What if you fake it till you make it? Till you make it. Yeah. I think that's what I've been trying to do. And I can, do, you know, and hey, I'm great for a minute. I'm great for an hour. And then impermanence, I'm right back down the rabbit hole. And then I'm back up. And, and that's why... Of course, and that's what I like. That's of course, that's why it's an ongoing, uh, and that phrase so important. As much as I can in this moment, right? I don't forgive you perfectly and totally forever. I forgive you this much in this moment, <laughs> and then this much, and then this much, and then in you know whatever is actually available in this moment. I'm going to be and that a lot. that's my encouragement is like to just um, keep doing it even if you don't mean it because you want to mean it because you're willing to mean it that humility this is I'm not there yet but I also don't want to just surrender to suffering about it so I want to keep training my mind and my heart towards forgiveness okay okay Nice to see you, Kay. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Michael. Thanks, Nola. Thanks for the meditation and the teaching tonight. When, well, when I came to Dharma, before I came to Refuge Recovery too, like, and I was talking to my partner about this earlier today, like I, I, I came with boundless animosity. And, you know, doing loving kindness, Brahma Viharas softened me up to the idea of forgiveness meditation. And like the first couple of times I did it, I was just like, no, 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 no. Just like very resistant to it. But now I find myself opening up to it and softening up and, and having those moments of forgiveness towards every category. Um, I can see Dharma and recovery intersect quite often, you know, and, and yet you, when you talked about resentment tonight, it, it made me think of something I heard um, in another program that resentment is just like, you know, pouring a cup of poison for somebody else and you just keep ingesting it over and over and it only really affects you. And that's just been my experience. And the beautiful thing about Dharma and, and refuge recovery is that there's a way out of that. And, you know, the Brahma Vihara is love and kindness, equanimity, appreciative joy, compassion. You know, with forgiveness meditation, I've, I've been gravitating to it and it's been working for me. And it is subject to impermanence, like you said, too, as well, like it. There's times you feel it, and then some days you wake up and you're like, fuck them. You know, like, but you know, you you mentioned something really good, like catching yourself. Like, I think the more I do this, like 
each day, like noting and naming when, if I have like an aversive reaction or like an angry reaction, I can just like, I can like have a sacred pause, have recognition of that and then bring, come back down and, and use, use love and kindness and, and do, like you said, do forgive, forgive this meditation often because I've, I've found benefit because everything I brought to the front door of Dharma or refuge, it just didn't work. I, I would be sitting here if it had. Right. And um, yeah, I'm really grateful for the teaching um, and meditation tonight. Thank you. Welcome. Good to see you. Uh, Andrea. Hi. Um, thank you for holding the space and sharing um, all that you share. And I just wanted to um, say really quickly, like a week ago or so, I was on a walk and I was listening to one of the um, Dharma talks that I'd missed. And this um, truck went by with the word refuge written <laughs> across it. And it was like uh, air conditioning and heating company. And it was just super random. And it was just like synchronicity. And it just really like, it amused me. <laughs> um, so, but my question is, um, like, what do you, what do you have to, or what can you comment on about like the role of resentment and anxiety? So especially when it relates to um, yourself and maybe anxieties about the future based on past unskillful behaviors. So for example, like, you know, me having, having anxiety that I will continue to act unskillfully in certain ways and it'll continue to cause me suffering. Um, would you say that like doing the self-forgiveness self -forg practice and self-forgiveness would maybe um, over time help ameliorate future anxieties about past patterns, if that makes sense? I, it does make sense. And I would imagine that the answer is yes. But you know, it's not, it's, this is where, um, you know, some of the solution is mindfulness, present time awareness around how the anxiety is arising and you're feeling it in your body and the kind of thought patterns that are associated with it, um, you know, and the breath associated with it. And then some of it is forgiveness as an integral part of, um, you know, the ways that some of the anxiousness is about old stuff or about fear of, <laughs> fear of, you know, new pains and, um, so yeah, for that kind of forgiveness, compassion, acceptance, mindfulness, the, the whole package of the Dharma, but for sure, forgiveness is an integral part of that. And, you know, like I'm going to say to everyone tonight, like do it every day and see how it shifts for you. Thank you. You're welcome. Good to see you. Jason, jump in. Hey, thanks for the talk tonight. <clears throat> I didn't know where you were in the book, but I just happened to jump to that chapter. So I was right up to speed. <laughs> but um, my question is like asking for forgiveness from someone when you're doing the meditation. You know, I do it at least once a week, sometimes twice a week. But then when does it cross over from, you know, what's your insight uh, for okay, well, now I've asked for, I've, you know, I need to go talk to this person and ask for forgiveness in person rather than just do it in a meditation for some unwise, unskillful action I've taken in the past. 
Um, whereas I get along with this person fine now, but the, the inaction was, or the wise, unwise action was six months, a year ago, whatever it was. Right. What's your advice or what do you think? What are your thoughts about that? Um, I do think that I, I like the, I like the question and, and that making amends is very important, but I do think that it's important to do the meditation practice a bit before we make the amends. And that once you've done the uh, forgiveness practice for some time and feel some, you know, kind of shift in it and, and responsibility uh, in it, you know, and then it's like, okay, do the amends when you've done the inventory stuff and your mentor, you know, and you're at right action where it's time to kind of, you know, like do it with the support of, you know, guidance of a teacher or sponsor, you know, if it's a ninth step amends or it's a refuge amends or it's just a Buddhist, you know, practiced amends, you know, get some sort of support around, you know, from your, your people, your Sangha uh, mentor in, in, in the case. Uh, and then, you know, kind of do it in, in that appropriate time rather than just jumping in and being like, well, I, okay, I want to go uh, sort of impulsively make amends to everyone, in, you know, <laughs> do it like as the, I've written about it, I've reflected on it, I've shared it, I've meditated on it. I'm at that place. It's time to make the amends. Yeah. Good advice. Yeah. Thanks. Good to see you. Welcome. Good to see you too. Rachel. Hi, thank you. Um, this was like a very spot on necessary talk tonight. Um, I have, I guess, two questions or points. Um, so I was in treatment for three and a half months beginning last July. Um, and while I was there, I practiced a lot of loving kindness meditations um, and I felt like I had gotten to a point where I forgave myself and where I had forgiven people that did things that are seemingly unforgivable to me. Um, and then since I've been in the real world, um, it's shifted and it feels like I'm kind of slipping backwards. Um, and I guess... I'm wondering, like, in part, perhaps that could be because you talked about forgiveness as a prerequisite for loving kindness, and maybe I was kind of doing it backwards, and it felt like I was forgiving, and I wasn't, um, and so that's my first, like, like, what are your thoughts about that, and then I do have a second question, but um, you know, my, my main thought is to um, trust it, you know, like you, you had that experience in treatment, and it was a good experience. And there was some freedom and there, you know, like the, the practice was, uh, and then, and that was, like you said, a few months ago, and now uh, you're here and it's, you know, there's more is revealed, <laughs> more has come to light. And there's, there's other levels of compassion and forgiveness and uh healing to do of course right that's just how this shit works like more you know it's like in that moment there was some relief and in this moment i'm all attached to it again so um just keep going with the <laughs> practice right keep going with the practice keep uh keep doing the forgiveness keep doing the loving kindness 
Um, and you'll see like over the months and years, it will become more natural. And, you know, when you wake up, you know, 30 years <laughs> sober and your mind is like, hey, fuck them. And forgiveness is right there. And it's just, you know, because you've practiced it. Like, okay, no, not fuck them. That's not a skillful thought. I forgive you as much as I can. I've trained my mind to do that. Um, so just keep going. What's your second? Um, my second question, um, and it's, I guess, related to, I had an experience yesterday where someone that I really love and care about kind of, um, well, abandoned me um, and really, really hurt me. Um, and as I was doing the forgiveness, I was able to ask for forgiveness because I can see how I contributed the situation, but I could not bring them up to give them forgiveness. And I'm wondering, like, if, I guess it probably depends on what they've done or how much it affected you emotionally. But I'm wondering, like, do you just do it anyways, even at that point? Or do you wait until you like, is there a certain, you know, do you wait a certain amount, not a certain amount of time, but like until you're ready to do it? I'm a big fan of um, making sure that forgiveness is a, a regular part of your meditation practice. But, you know, like if there's those people that, that's, you know, there's kind of the no way, not yet, then honor that. And, but as long as you're doing it and saying like, okay, I'm not ready to forgive them or to ask them for forgiveness, whatever the case is but I am willing to forgive, you know, this other friend or this person in traffic or, you know, some that I'm developing that skill of forgiveness, even if it's not quite towards that person yet, that I'm, 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 I'm practicing it. My, my father said, you know, forgiveness is like weight training, you know, and just cause you can't do the 500 pound deadlift yet, doesn't mean you don't go to the gym. You go to the gym and you, you know, work with the weights that you can work with. And then you get stronger at it and it's a skill that you build. And eventually you build up to that one that was previously elusive. Mm -hmm. I think that was kind of similar to, I think it was Kay who said that she had somebody who she has more strong emotional attachment. I think I agree. I think it's hard. It's easier to forgive the people that are further removed from you than the people that you really care about that hurt you. And also time. Sometimes when it's really fresh, there's just too much pain of too much resistance to, mm -hmm. to doing it when it's fresh. But I, my encouragement is to keep trying anyways. You don't, you don't force it, but you keep trying. Mm -hmm. Good, nice to see you. Thank you for being here. Hope to see you again. Um, yeah. David, I'm happy to take your question, but let me just end class and then we'll do it after class. And, you know, just in case people need to leave, I want to thank everybody for coming. Rachel, thank you for assisting. She has posted the donation link in the chat. Class is done by donation. Please become a monthly supporter of Against the Stream or make a, a one-time donation um, to support our ongoing efforts to share the Dharma with you. Um, and, um, 
practice forgiveness every day for the rest of your life. See what happens. And uh, thanks for being here. See you next week. And I'll stop the recording. And if you want to hang out and listen to David's question, you're welcome to. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast. This is Noah Levine, founder of Against the Stream and Refuge Recovery. If you feel moved to leave a donation, there's a link in the show notes.